Hello and welcome to Skidmark Central, uh, the best NASCAR podcast this side of uh, the area I'm in. Um, yeah, it's me, Andy. Uh, no Dak today. I guess he, I don't know, one race was too much for him. He's, he already needs a vacation. So uh, he's he's just easing into the year. So don't don't worry. There'll, there'll be more of him, but 500 took a lot out of him. Um, so yeah, just me, uh, talking, talking Atlanta, new Atlanta. Well, I guess it's not really new anymore. It's, it's been around for a, a second now, but, uh, it, it was a crash fest. So I'll give you that. It's a lot of, a lot of race recapping to do, but Hey, it was definitely worth it in the end with the finish that, uh, that we got and hopefully, uh, all you listeners got to got to watch it live because that was that was probably I don't think I've ever seen a finish like that before, especially at um, well, not a restrictor plate race, but it, this is a hybrid, I guess, of a restrictor plate race. So not out of the ordinary for this style of race, but for this length of racetrack, definitely out of the ordinary. So let's uh. Let's get into it. So, big thing to note before the race even started, Logano was penalized during qualifying for having, I don't know, I, I call it a Spider-Man gloves or something that had webbing in them to, that his team thought would give him an advantage to block wind from coming into the car and, uh, yeah, make his car that much more aerodynamic. But NASCAR was like, wait a minute, you can't do that. Modifying uh, equipment that was given to you. So they were given an end-of-line penalty to start the race and also uh, a drive-through penalty to start the race. And um, it won't burn them too badly, but uh, but we'll uh, I guess we'll get into it now. So McDowell... Leads to the field to green with Kyle Busch starting second. Now that Logano had to give up his second place starting spot to go to the rear. And we made it all but one lap before Calamity struck. So, hey, restrictor play racing, baby. Um, and it, it starts with, uh, I believe it was McDowell had to check up. And then Gilliland checked up behind him and yeah calamity ensued because it was the accordion effect but a good chunk of the field got in on that crash because they didn't want to miss out um not like it was kind of towards the back and they i guess it developed slowly enough that not too many people had race ending damage from it uh gregson and williams i believe were the only two that had to retire from the race uh for that um wait don't quote me on that yet uh there's yeah actually a, a couple more so um zane smith and noah gregson i believe also retired from it but not uh, immediately. <clears throat> um, anywho, the race does get going again. 
after uh, plenty of people already crashed out and the race or the the uh, I guess competition thins out a little bit with half the field being damaged or close to half the field being damaged and the lucky boy here is Joey Logano who was serving his penalty while the caution came out so he did ended up not losing a lap which was pretty important due to the fact with Atlanta having the pit road entry at the entrance of turn three so it essentially made pit road two to three times longer than it just is normally so he would have lost at least one potentially two laps with having to serve that penalty all under green but since it was under yellow or most of it was under yellow he came out pretty clean uh, avoided that crash because he was on pit road and then also didn't lose a lap so good for him <clears throat> uh, so we get the race going again uh, a couple people pitted but mostly anyone with damage came in uh, and everyone else stayed out for their track position uh, so we had Kyle Busch leading back to the field with Kyle Larson on the inside um, and we get some classic Jocelyn for position but then Busher just gets loose out of nowhere and spins through the infield. Uh, luckily, doesn't collect anyone else. So he is also able to keep going, but kind of stinks. He spun from ninth, so got to pass a lot of cars again to get back to where he he, uh, he was at the time of the incident. Uh, we get a few people up front uh, pitting, but everyone, I believe, can make it through the the um, first stage on one tank of gas so not not too many people needing to pit just some people trying to play some fuel uh, fuel games then we get Blaney leading the field to green with some of the leaders pitting and <clears throat> we get uh, another quick caution with Kyle Busch and Ryan Blaney making contact and right behind him Denny Hamlin uh, makes contact with Kyle Busch there uh, a couple laps later and and spins through the infield. Uh, nothing kind of malicious there, just some good hard racing uh, with 54 laps into the race, and Hamlin gets the, the rough end of it. So we get a quite a few takers down pit road because... Uh, we're about three laps or so, or at least three laps once they take the green uh, from the end of the stage. So we get a lot of people trying to flip the flip the running order and uh, flip the positions that they, they were in. And I believe it was pretty solidly everyone outside the top 11, 12 cars pitted. So um, they were just cruising to the stage end knowing they were going to be set up for stage two uh, but we had Blaney and McDowell fighting it out for the stage win uh, but we had McDowell taking that one easily uh, to get some valuable stage points and a playoff point if uh, he is to make the playoffs so we get the rest of the field pitting that didn't uh, pit uh, with that caution right before the, the green flag or the the uh, stage end uh, so that cycles Todd Gilliland to the lead with Joey Logano making it all the way to the front um, after his penalty and debacle to start the race uh, on the front row for the restart 
Gilliland actually holds the lead for a bit. He had a pretty spicy car out there um, on Sunday, and I guess both of the front row cars were were looking pretty racy and and good for them. They they showed a little a couple flashes in the pan, mainly on restrictor plate and road courses last year. But hey, we'll see if we can uh, bring that success over to mile and a half in short track. So it'll be interesting to watch throughout the year, but. They were definitely showing out at Atlanta last weekend. Um, but for a hectic stage one, we get a pretty smooth stage two. This one goes caution-free. Uh, and so we do get some green flag pit stops during this stage. And that uh, made for some issues with people because, like I said earlier, the longer... Um, the longer uh, pit road caused for some issues uh, because you could lose one if not two laps while uh, pitting under green and if there were a caution at that time it'd be pretty tough uh, to make all that position up and you would for sure be behind the eight ball uh, the rest of the race. So you really wanted to not speed on pit road and emphasis is not speed on pit road and that uh, definitely didn't happen for Josh Berry, Ross Chastain, and BJ McLeod were all caught speeding on pit road but then you had um, a couple laps later also Ricky Stenhouse Jr., Kyle Busch, and Bubba Wallace speeding on pit road with Eric Jones with an uncontrolled tire so all uh, let's see here six of those guys six no seven of those guys whew, uh, were in trouble because they all had to do pass-throughs, uh, causing them to lose, uh, luckily, only one lap each. I believe Barry might have lost two laps, but everyone else was still only one lap down, which not good, especially going into the last stage. But, hey, um, it, there is still time to make that up. So right before stage two ends, uh, we do, however, get a caution. So it go almost goes uh, green the whole way. But hey, uh, I'll 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 say it pretty much just went green the whole way because this is two laps to go in the stage. We get Chris Buescher and Joey Logano racing for uh, position. Uh, I believe this was for third, and. Uh, Logano dives to the bottom on Busher, but gets tight and goes up the track, uh, causing Busher to go up the track as well. But he, uh, being on the outside, did not have enough room that Hamlin did. So he gets into the or Logano did. So he gets into the wall, and Logano keeps coming up, and they end up making contact, and they both hit the wall pretty good. Uh, but they're both able to keep going uh, in the race, and then they also collect Denny Hamlin but he doesn't get it nearly as bad as Busher and Logano <clears throat> so while all that happens we got Austin Cindric leading the race and he ends up taking it stage two uh, under caution ah, excuse me so we get Michael McDowell getting uh, the free pass so that's good for him that he uh, gets on are back on the lead lap, but we still have all those other that I mentioned before, still a lap down, caught out, um, or 
yeah, that were caught out speeding on pit road uh, during the last pit cycle. So keep in mind all those drivers because they will definitely be involved later with them trying to race for the free pass uh, and the fun that ensues with that. So we get Mike McDowell get the free pass and then Gilliland leading the field to green. So all signs pointing in front row here. Uh, but green flag conditions do not last long with Bush fighting for the lucky dog uh, makes contact with Kaz Grala who spins to bring out the caution and oddly enough gives Kyle Bush that lucky dog that he was looking for so he does get back on the green or back on the green back on the lead lap but uh, I don't know maybe it's just an old rule but I always thought if you were a part of the caution you were not uh, in in contention for the lucky dog, but that might be an old rule and one of those uh, well not well hidden rules, but lesser known rules that sometimes randomly get changed. And uh, but anywho, Kyle Busch not penalized for this caution because uh, he was able to keep it straight and gets that free pass. So. Going into caution, we had a few drivers at the front um, go down pit road, get some fuel and tires, while most others stay out. Um, but we do get Todd Gilliland leading that field to green again once they get going. And he was kind of up there mixing with it all day. There's a few jostling back and forth at, at this time, but Gilliland was kind of up there. Uh, Fight, fighting with the big dogs was cool to see. Then, let's see here. We go about another 30 laps or so, and then we get Chastain and Bubba Wallace fighting for that lucky dog position. And while that happens, Elliot had the right idea to get in the middle of that, and we had Chastain just bump drafting a little too hard coming into turn three, which got Elliot loose, and he ends up spinning. Luckily enough, he doesn't really get much damage, if at all, from this. He just slides through the grass and keeps on going. So, uh, I guess no harm, no foul, other than Elliot having to, to restart in the back. But with all that hubbub, Chastain does not get ahead of Bubba Wallace, and he gets the free pass, so that brings Bubba back on the lead lap. And... Um, so with that being a quick caution, we did have a few people stay out, but most others, or a good chunk of them did pit. Um, but with all that cycle, pit cycle, we have Michael McDowell taking the field green with Martin Truex on the outside. And we have, um, McDowell taking the lead for a good chunk. And we... <laughs> We get our first sighting of four wide racing at Atlanta uh, in the race. And let me tell you, there's not much room to do that. So good on them for being able to not crash going four wide. Uh, but, but yeah, would not recommend doing that for too long. Uh, but, yeah, we get to about 20 or 40 laps to go, and uh, it, which is crunch time in the driver's eyes, and it, definitely could tell because there was crash after crash and uh, very tight racing and not much give but a whole lot of take we get 
uh, with 40 laps to go. Kyle Larson, BK, and Corey LaJoy all get uh, tangled up with each other. Larson and LaJoy are able to, um, or I should say LaJoy is able to keep going, but Larson and Keselowski kind of get the sore end of this crash, and they both retire from the race. Um, they, yeah, they just had some suspension damage because if you, once you hit that, that, uh, the wheel at a bad angle, it'll break that, uh, toe link and, and your day is pretty much done from there. Um, assuming you don't have enough time to fix it. So they get that mess cleaned up. Uh, kind of really only the people that stayed out, um, on that previous caution come in for pit the to the pit road so we get a good chunk of cars just staying out because uh, I think it's at this point most people start to become pretty good on fuel with the caution laps they ran and also the um, at the time they they pitted especially the drivers that pitted during the the um, uh, what crash was that? The yeah, the Chase Elliott crash that that made a good chunk of the cars good to go on fuel, and then this caution solidified it with the others that had stayed out under that previous caution pitting now, uh, and for sure being good on fuel. So with all the pit cycling, we get Denny Hamlin coming to the lead or to the green with the lead, uh, and Austin Sindrick on his outside. And we're back to our three wide race and going crazy. Uh, and it starts up front. So we get Blaney, Bush, and Hamlin all three wide for the lead, which was pretty cool to see. And, and maybe a little foreshadow. Right, you'll have to stay tuned. So this is a, another big one here where we had Briscoe. This was just insane watching live with Chase Briscoe having an extremely fast car, but absolutely no control and his luck finally ran out because he would get huge runs and drift up the track in the corners because he just couldn't keep it on the bottom and that was eventually his demise so he just can't control it going into one corner uh goes up gets into hamlin and takes out harrison burton josh berry justin haley and a few others and it ends up bringing out the red flag because briscoe and i believe Hamlin or not hamlin um one of the others i'm blanking uh it might have been burton but anywho they were they were toast uh, at that time and were not um getting their cars started back up so with the being this i think it was just with this this close to the end of the race, they decided to throw a red flag so they didn't run 10 or so laps under caution and, and give as much time as they could to, to finish this race on the green. So, <clears throat> yeah, red flags a little bit while they, about 11 minutes while they clean everything up. William Byron, little lucky dog him, gets a free pass. And uh, a few of the back markers, especially ones with um, damage from that wreck pit, and get some service uh, we still have Ryan Blaney with about 15 laps to go in the lead getting uh, uh, a restarting in in the lead with Daniel Suarez on his outside uh, Ryan Blaney does keep the lead um, and then 
we get our last caution before the the shootout at the end. We get Austin Cindric just getting a little loose, checks up, and uh, causes Josh Berry to get sideways and click uh, Hosevar, and also Chase Elliott. <coughs> um, uh, and they were all able to keep going except uh, Barry. He ends up retiring from the race, but I don't know how it happened. Josevar was like all four tires in the air, just shot off of Barry's car and uh, didn't break anything uh, impressively. So he, he was able to keep going. And uh, yeah, I think he ended up staying on the lead lap too, question mark. Yeah, he did. So impressive for his crew, keeping him out there, uh, not losing a lap. Um, and then, so like I said, that was his last caution. Uh, we get Denny Hamlin getting the free pass. Good for him right when he needed it. So we get a five-lap shootout with Suarez and Ryan Blaney leading the field uh, to green. And, uh, boy, let me tell you, it was a good one. Uh, so we had Suarez, uh, or not Suarez, Blaney and Bush kind of duking it out uh, for the win. But coming into turn three on the last lap, you get Suarez with a huge run on the outside. Um, and the leaders see it too late and don't have enough time to react. So you get Blaney hugging the bottom line, hoping he gets a push. Uh, but instead of a push, uh, Kyle Busch takes it three wide. And all three of them finish three wide at the line, a photo finish. I believe between first and second place was three uh, thousandths of a second. So that was a very tight finish. Um, and really cool to see and if, if you haven't seen the last lap of the race I would recommend uh, pulling up the old YouTube and, and looking it up because it is it is definitely worth the watch um, very exciting racing but uh, drum roll out of the three wide racing between Blaney Bush and Suarez for the win we get Suarez uh, pulling it out by three thousandths of a second which is uh, extremely uh, tight racing. But that is, uh, that's good for him, good for um, Trackhouse Racing and, and that group. They've definitely showed some flashes of the pan, with, uh, especially with Chastain and his success two years ago, kind of a, a down year last year, uh, but, but still getting at least um, uh, Chastain into the playoffs with his one win last year. But uh, Suarez, getting the early season W, uh, well on his way to, to clinching a spot in the playoffs this year. And just good for him because he for sure had a down year last year uh, compared to his teammate. And it's just nice to see him uh, rebound this early in the season. And we'll see if he can get that that um, that momentum going and, and keep it up throughout the, the rest of the year. So yeah, we had Suarez with Blaney uh, squeaking out second over Bush in third. Then we had Sindrick, Wallace, Stenhouse Jr., Chastain, Michael McDowell, Chris Busher, and Ty Gibbs rounding out the top ten. So not a Haas car in sight. They all got in crashes. So uh, they, um, yeah, they uh, did not get the top ten. So hey, maybe, maybe might be looking good for me this year. And this this podcast is definitely just going to turn into a uh, how did Haas finish uh, podcast. So watch out for that. Um, 
I guess we can yeah, move on, get into standings. I know it's a little early in the season, but with back-to-back -back restrictor plate races, it's definitely something to watch because someone with a back-to-back -back, uh, crash outs or bad finishes uh, can take them a while to, to get back into it, especially if they crash out early um, in, in a race and not have any chance for stage points. So we do have Kyle Busch leading the, leading the um, standings. But notably, we got Tyler Reddick sitting in 24th spot, uh, Joy Logano in 31st, um, Brad Keselowski all the way down in 34th. Uh, got a couple more probably down here that shouldn't be. Uh, yeah, Denny Hamlin in 19th, Christopher Bell holding on to a playoff spot in 16th. Um, so it's yeah, it's gonna t it'd be some tough sledding for those guys, especially. Um, uh, Logano all the way down in 31st that's that is very unfortunate for him but he uh, he should be should be in good hands with his uh, Penske Penske ah, Penske crew and um, yeah I'm sure we'll see him up in the top 16 at least if not with a win uh, by the end of the year but yeah some good runs so far we got Corey LaJoy and John Hunter Nemechek in 12th and 13th so we'll see if they can keep those runs going um, but otherwise, oh, and Austin Sidrick up in third, so so good for him. I believe he started the year with like two top tens or something. Yeah, two, nope, one top ten. I lied. But anywho, good for him, getting uh, getting off to a good start. But the season is young, so we'll we'll see, we'll see where it goes. So we'll move quickly then into um, whatever you want to call it, fantasy where I believe I beat Dak, so that might be the the reason he he didn't want to cast because I kind of crushed him by by a good 40 points but that's neither here nor there we are tied one to one on the season and before I get too ahead of myself Dak did give me his playoff or play, uh, fantasy picks for next week so uh, he's not completely uh, MIA he did he did help me on that so let me pull up his picks and I will read them to you guys so we're going to Vegas this week uh, a true mile and a half track kind of ones you can bring out your your usual suspects uh, so he's got Kyle Busch Ryan Blaney Ross Chastain excuse me Kyle Larson and in the garage, Ty Gibbs. And for his matchups, he's got Suarez over Briscoe, Truex over Logano, and Gibbs over Wallace. And he cut off the last one, so it'll be a mystery. That might actually be uh, the tiebreaker, but I don't know. With my lineup, maybe not. Uh, so my lineup... I've got Kyle Busch as well, but then I've got William Byron, Martin Truex Jr., Kyle Larson, Chris Buescher, and in the garage, Joey Logano. So kind of a powerhouse team to start start the mile-and-a-half season, uh, but I don't know. might be nice to get a little little lead going into the, uh, the year here. So then my matchups, I have Suarez over Briscoe, Logano over Truex, Wallace over Gibbs, and Brad Keselowski over Ross Chastain. Uh, so yeah, we'll we'll see we'll see what happens there. Um, 
But, uh, yeah, like I said, I'm running out of time here personally, so not anything crazy news-wise, so nothing really to, um, to update there. <clears throat> but I will give you guys a little blurb for this upcoming week and the racing ahead. <clears throat> so we have, uh, as I don't have it pulled up, Let's see here. Las Vegas coming up on Sunday. I believe all three series are here, so that'll be fun. And <clears throat> But the important guy, the Cup Series, on Sunday, March 3rd at 3.30 Eastern. Uh, it's on Fox, so get the, get the old antenna out and, and tune in to a good race. Pennzoil 400. Uh, yeah, with that, I'll... Um, I'll probably wrap it up here. So we'll see you guys next week, maybe, hopefully with Dak. But uh, who knows? He's a mysterious man. All right. Bye.